welcome back to 12th Street Talk Back, where transparency is our love language. I am your host, Victoria J, and welcome, welcome, welcome to another amazing day that God has blessed us to be in. If you're happy that you woke up this morning and you have all your limbs and everything is acting right, you got your eyesight, you got your feet, you got your fingers and toes, just give him some thanks this morning. Thank him for waking you up on another, another beautiful day. Amen, everybody. Amen. Listen, guys, I got a special treat for you all today. I have with me a very, very, very dear person in my life. And we were just having a conversation, guys, about life and going through life and all that good stuff. So while I had her on, I wanted to jump on the mic and have a conversation with you guys today and um, just bring her on into the conversation. But first and foremost, ladies, have you poured into yourself today? You know, I'm never going to stop asking you guys, have you done your self-health checks? Have you poured into yourself? Have you looked yourself in the mirror and told yourself that you're beautiful, that you're worthy, that you're confident? Did you put on your gird your waist with truth? Did you put on your breastplate of righteousness and your helmet of salvation and all else? Did you pick up your sword and put on that shield of God gave us of the faith and and take his word with you out the day. If you did like I did guys, then you're going to have a blessed and beautiful week this week. But back to what I was saying to you guys just a few minutes ago, one of my special guests is her name is Candace Nicole. Candace say hello to the people. Hello 12th street. How's it going everybody? Everybody over here is doing well. Oh, thank you, thank you. We're so happy to have her here, guys. I've been trying to get her on for a minute, but her schedule's been busy. So I said, why not? Let's go ahead and jump on this mic and let's get some stuff going. So, guys, we were previously having a conversation about just life, just life. And the conversation came up because I was asking her to help me with a few things. And uh, we started talking about a conversation that uh, we had, my bishop had in church yesterday, and it was in reference to the younger community and their walk with Christ and just, you know, how things are so different for us than it was for them during the times now that, you know, they're seeking Christ and wanting to know a little bit more about them, him. And, and she made some valid points, and then we started talking about community and the, and the single black lady. Candace, tell them what you were saying, because that was very insightful what you were saying as as far as, you know, just being a single mother and having uh, your children's father play a big role in their lives, even though you guys weren't together. Right. So, um, uh, right now with, with society and, and with our race um, in particular, um, not all races go through this, but it's very typical for our own people to um, have broken homes, um, fathers that are not present, uh, either be by choice or by force. Um, and when I mean by force, I mean, um, you know, a lot of things that the government provides for a lot of us single moms, um, EBT, Medicare, housing, uh, developments, things of that nature, um, programs that are uh, actually designed to help us become self-sufficient, but it breaks, it, it does a lot of breaking up of the home. Um, I, I stress this a lot because I, 
friends of my own um and my youngest he uh him being the last I just feel like with his father having some being so active in his life I'm, I'm blessed to, to be able to say that because there's so many uh young fathers out here who aren't present in their children's lives or they're choosing to be a part of the streets more so or leaning more towards, you know, doing their own things. Um, a, a lot of things that we were taught growing up in church uh, about marriage and stability and family and unity, things like that, that, are, that should be fact, key factors in our lives now that aren't um, being worked off of when it comes to the Bible. No one's focusing on that, um, That's and so when too. we presented it to when we presented to them, we're shaking the Bible in their face, but half of us aren't even living according to it. So, so when they don't see us walking, they're not they're not inspired um, to walk, and so you know, and they're leaving us left and right, very young at a very young age, six, the, the youngest being twelve. And you you made By a very violent point about. Um, Sorry to interrupt you. You made a very valid point earlier about um, we were talking, we was just having a general conversation, and you was you educated me a little bit as far as you were talking about our younger men, especially how they're choosing to pick up the gunplay versus mm-hmm. be a part of you know. I guess the community in a positive way. Elaborate right. a little, because I thought that was very, I thought you put that very elegantly. Yes, I appreciate that. Um, so there's 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 families of, of gang members out here. And um, uh, some of them are being, when I was coming up, um, I'll be 38 this year. So when I was coming up, uh, hearing about gangs was just, it was just a, a bad thing. Like being a part of a gang was a bad thing. You know, you you weren't easily influenced as you are now these days with some of these broken homes. These boys don't have no other choice but to run to those gangs because they consider them family. And so when they go there, they're not being fed the knowledge that they need to be fed. See, our OGs back in my days, they were educating these young men. And you you would be dismissed as a member for doing things like shooting up houses women with kids and things like that they would punish you for that but these newer newer age kids that are calling themselves OGs they're giving orders to these little these younger kids and they're going out here sticking and moving and they're getting clout and recognition for that because that's what they want praise for that and they're not getting that recognition at home so you know, it's either a hey, mama's outside, she's clubbing, she's having a good time, and most of the time when it's like that, they're young mothers. So, but we, you know, what I'm saying, but we were young once, but mm-hmm. it, things things have changed drastically. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, you know, at this point, everyone needs to initially get their houses in order. Mm-hmm. We were talking and, about and it's that very too. We, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, finish your thought. It's very important. It's very important to get your house in order um, simply because that's what we need to be doing. I mean, it's, it's written in the Bible there, too. Um, getting your house in order for your generation to not live a, live a sinful life. 
we're supposed to be breaking the cycle, but we're adding on and not taking action. I feel like they're turning to, and I say it all the time, I feel like they're turning to social media to be their guide instead of some of us in our community taking our rightful places. We were having a conversation about um, in the society now where uh, someone had said recently about how the young community... um, they don't have as many people that they can follow right there in Got their it. face. Right, right. So right. They, they turn to social media and you see so many things on these different plat- platforms. Corrupt. And, Corrupting. Yeah, Corruption. and they're turning, they're turning to that. And, you know, that's what I have to say about that. And I want to know how you feel about, felt about that because uh, that's something that I'm so passionate about. And I know that one person can't change anything. I can get on my platform and say as much as I want to say, and I try to, I'm trying to move in, in our community here in the Carolinas, but it's very hard when you have a certain community that has a stigmatized mindset. Right, right. And and that's, that's very much so key, what you just said. That's a very much so a key factor in in the Carolina and I see the I see some growth in in some areas we have a lot of different developments out here for children but it's and it's free you know a lot of these things are free um but they, they just don't desire that and we have to we have to make it to where they do again and that's but that's... if they don't change with the nuts they're not they're not going to change themselves and i'm not saying being so strict because discipline is is really a big thing and they will run from that you have to have so many children run away from home because of the discipline that they're getting but they're but they're not understanding that it's affecting the parents and some of us just give up and when the moment that we do that's when we lost them that's so true i was saying that with this platform and I'm not going to give up but I do have we were having a conversation before and I told you I said you know the the show is doing very well however I started this platform for my community to eventually do a non-profit and I can't seem to get the community engaged in anything positive and when I'm on my social media platforms I mean I have hundreds of friends. I'm not quite in the thousands yet because that's not a platform that I used all the time from my 20s, 30s, or what have you. Now I use it to promote the show. But I was just telling you, I said, you know, you have thousands of people following you. And you was explaining to me, you know, all of it wasn't good. Um, All of it wasn't good. Don't look at all the negative comments, I guess you would say. But that's what I was saying as far as the community. We need a little bit more positivity out here. But how do you get your community to be engaged in something that you know that if we stood together, that we we could possibly build a community that has a platform for our voices that to be heard and I'm talking about just in the Carolinas. I know we have a lot of podcasters in the in the Carolinas as well as a lot of other African American platforms that are doing 
good, but how do we get each other to t- to stand together as one voice to help some of the things like you were talking about being a single mom and uh, having to be in housing and you do have someone in your home or well, not necessarily in your home, but in your life that that's a part of his boy's lifestyle. Life, yeah. However, mm-hmm. with you having to have, you know, get extra help from the government they can't Mm -hmm. really be inside the home and that affects the children with all these um what do you call it all these uh gosh i'm looking for the word requirements there's certain things you know you want your children your your sons to be a part of their father's life and for the son possibly to be able to have his father in the home but because we're getting assistance from some of these places they don't allow that so then they turn around and they asking why there's so much gunplay in our young community well, everybody doesn't work a job where they're making over fifty-five, sixty, seventy thousand dollars right. a year, right. and they do need to depend on the government. You can have a full-time job, such as yourself, mm-hmm. making pretty decent money. But the world that we live in right now, you can't afford to go to the grocery store. You can't afford to pay eleven, twelve hundred dollars a month for rent to put your uh, child in a suburban neighborhood. And why should you have to? You should be able to raise your black boys and girls in people in a community where people look just like them but you may need a little bit more help from the government and you were talking about that to elaborate a little bit more for our listeners about how you felt about that situation so okay I'm currently in school right now uh, that's something that I have to report to my caseworker um, to uh, basically to uh, recite and see if I'm eligible to still be a recipient of the housing uh, program mm-hmm. but my thing is um, I'm I'm confused because the program is designed for us to become self-sufficient. So if I want to further my education and um, maybe have a career, why why would you guys bound me from that or or de- you know deny me from the assistance for just wanting to go to school or simply getting an education? I'll be denied my housing for choosing to go to school, something that they would they potentially want you to do because they want you to become self-sufficient so that you are not depending on the system. And that's my goal. So, but, you know, when it comes to uh, the families in the home, my son's father could could potentially live in the home and help pay, you know, help pay bills and put food in the house, you know, and take care of his kids. But he's not able to do that with me being an, an, a recipient of this program because either he's either an, a, if he's a felon he doesn't qualify for it if he makes too much money he doesn't qualify for, you guys don't qualify to get the assistance or um, let's just say um, there's no like if he's not paying child support or something like that he couldn't be living in the home with you on the end being in that program yeah, and that to me didn't really make sense because I'm like, well, why would he want to pay child support if he's in home taking care of his his children? And I understand but, um, that because I, yeah, I went through that back in the day, and you know I'm eons older than you. I wouldn't say eons, but I, right, right, <laughs> I am eons older than you. So I I definitely understand what you're saying in reference to that because 
you know, even though I had my big fancy job and nice car and stuff, when I did lose my job and didn't know anything about housing and being getting, you know, food stamps or Medicaid and stuff like that, when I did go, um, they did take, have me take, I, it was supposed to be a three-day class or something like that, but I went the first day for the class, and they were telling me all this stuff that was stacked up against me. They was even able to tell me how many vehicles, what type of vehicle it was that I had in the past, the one that I was driving at that current moment. And I was thinking to myself, what does that have to do with anything? I don't have that job anymore. Uh And the the caseworker just said to me, unfortunately, society looks at it like this. You've been working since you was 14 years old. So they see it as you're going to get another job. So that's why you got turned down for food stamps. That's why you got turned down for Medicaid. And plus, you still have a nice car. Even though you're sitting here telling me that it's about to be repossessed, they still count it as you have it. So I ended up taking the class. But as soon as I got out the class, she handed me a piece of paper and told me I still didn't qualify. I mean, thank God at that time. But my employment was... uh, getting ready to kick in I hadn't even got a letter saying that my unemployment was going to be able to kick in but they had access to all of that stuff Mm -hmm. and I left there thinking how are they supposed to help the community in a time of a crisis when they stack all the odds up against you when you're in a crisis and the other thing I wanted to say about these new programs for housing such as what you were talking about You can't have different types of felonies on your record. Anybody in your house can't have different types of felonies. And all this stuff with all these new beautiful communities that they're building in the Carolinas, they have such such rules and regulations on that fact that you got to be squeaky clean to get in some of these programs. And as we know, a lot of people have done stuff in their life that they cannot take back that I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure they're sorry for. So how are you going to tell me that you have these programs out here, but you have so many different rules and regulations on some of these programs? How are you going to tell me that you want to put me in this program for me to be able to get my education and stand on my own two feet but while I'm going to school for two to four years I'm getting penalized on the back end because you may take my housing or you might reduce my food stamps or, or right. mm-hmm. 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 and don't be and don't um, don't not record it because that's a quick way for them to take it from you so the moment that I tell them I'm making a certain amount of money, boom, they're taking everything from me, knowing that the cost of food is increasing. Um, it's very important. Freaking six or seven dollars, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, see, if you don't have liquor food stamps, it's not really looking too good for you out here right now. So, what's going on with that? Because you know, I don't have any small children in the house. <laughs> sure. I won't lie to you. I work for Walmart. I see a lot of a lot of people of different races utilizing an EBT card. So there's back then it's oh she gets food stamps what you know so much judgment. Nowadays it's you know everybody has one. Oh I it's know. It's the new debit. It's the new debit, it's the card. New debit card. Yes, mm-hmm. I know. I live in. I'm not gonna say what county for many many reasons. <laughs> right. But right, right. I do live in the Carolinas. 
And I live in a suburban part of the Carolinas. You know that. And I've seen, and, and this is no, before I say this, this is not a racial thing, guys. It's just what I have seen. Right, we don't keep it clean. Yes. Um, I've seen a lot of my white community, especially my elderly white community, quick to whip out one of their EBT cards in the grocery store. And in the past, when my children was young and I had to get EBT, they'd be the first one behind you in line rolling their eyes or saying something slick under their tongue if they see that you got a basket full of groceries and you're paying with it for EBT. But now we live in a society where everybody needs some type of assistance. Assistance, yep. And it's unfortunate that the people that we put in these roles don't see that. That's why I said it goes back to voting in our midterms because our midterms is what counts more so than our presidential elections. If you go out and you vote in some of these midterms, you get to vote who's going to be the judge and in, 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 in city council and, and, and sheriffs and department heads of of the DA and, and, and it's all sorts of things. And, you know, my mind's all over the place because I really didn't do my research, guys, but you guys know that I am usually come equipped. But what I'm saying is a lot of these major roles in our counties, it comes when we go out, when we're driving down the street and we see all of these signs on the corner at the stop sign in front of a Taco Bell or what have you, where you know that something's going on politically, we need to be coming to some of these places and voting, especially in our black and Latino communities, because a lot of the programs, such as housing and EBT, it affects our community directly. And sometimes when you're in some of these programs, you still got to go to the food banks to help you make it through the rest of the month. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, you know, and so, even with the job, like you were saying that you have a full-time job, and you go to school, and I commend you for that. I certainly commend you for that. And you're a single mom, but what what happens when you're you come up short for that month? It's 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 like you, yeah, you know, everybody is dang if you do and dang if you don't. I was trying to search for the words without cursing. <laughs> no, it's it's the truth, and it's tight, but it's right. Um, to be honest with you, nothing but God. God has been my provider. He's been my best support, and I couldn't ask for anything else more. I'm very thankful to have even have a relationship with him because, you know, and as I'm growing, I'm getting closer, but he's, he's carried me this entire time from a lot of different trying times. So Amen my advice would be to definitely keep him in your life because we are in times right now where there's, there's an end near, and and it gets harder. It doesn't get better than this. It gets harder. It may get better if you manifest it in your life uh, for you, um, for your for your own peace, your own sanity, for your own walk. Um, but it gets harder out here in this world, and that's why you have to stay prayed up. Well, let me because ask in this you this. World, <coughs> Excuse me, guys. Let me ask you this. We were talking earlier about, um, and my heart goes out to you and that young man's family, you had a close friend that just so happened to get murdered the same weekend that we all the tapes and stuff came out yeah. when Tyrese Nichols got murdered. 
and you were talking about the gang banging and and how the young people and in 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 particular in the Carolinas have gravitated mm-hmm. to that to whereas that's the new I guess fashion label that's the new thing to do you're not hip if you're right. not doing that how did that make you feel when you found out you know you had lost someone dear to you and what you see as a young oh, person man. I was crushed I won't lie to you um he had a relationship with my children as well he was an athlete um Daryl was uh talented in in ways he was an excellent father he um he had some friends, you know, that, that chose that life. And um, he didn't necessarily live that life himself. But you never know until someone passes on how they were. Um, it doesn't matter. I don't care. You could be sleeping to, next to them. You don't know what what their, what type of life, their style, lifestyle that they're into. Um, so there were some things about him that I did not know. But I know for a fact that he wasn't. it wasn't gang-related. Mm-hmm. This man was uh, a father of four, dedicated and loyal father of four, very young father of four, 29 years old, 29 years young. Wow. Um, the oldest child being six. So that lets you know he had smaller children um, that he was raising. But yeah, um, those children are growing up without a father because of street uh, violence, gun violence. And you, um, you're out there. A lot of these so. bars that are open after hours. I'm sorry. What did you say? I was going to say you're out there more so than I am. I think you were just getting ready to go into that. And sorry, excuse me for interrupting yeah. you, but I no, think you was getting ready to go into that. You're out there in, in, in the communities more so than I am for your age group. I can only gauge it from sitting on my platform and what I see in the media or if someone calls me and tells me about it like you did yeah before so a lot uh, a lot of these after hour spots have been um death death sentences to a lot of our young black men um because we all know nothing good happens after two o'clock number one and we we know that you know when you're living that life you're out partying alcohol and young young men with that are carrying guns that don't mix it just doesn't mix and um i believe that it was the altercation that he was trying to diffuse and um he may or may have not been under the influence but he tried to diffuse the situation between amongst uh, some people that he knew apparently and they started firing off shots and he was um, a victim. I believe I've seen that on our local news channels. And as well, you know, like I said, my heart goes out to him and his family. And of course, to you, condolences go out. I'm really close with his family. I think, you know, in, in our community, and I'm just saying our community where we reside at, and we're in the same county, but we're many miles away from each other. I think, I guess the question was, when you're out and about, let's just say socializing, is it more of having eyes in the back of your head at all times just to have a good time? Or is it just being in your age group and and even in the 20s, that is just the new norm now and everybody's carrying a gun whether they have license or not? Right. Um, 
I honestly don't know exactly where they are getting their hands on this ammunition. And I mean, I'm speaking about these teens. The most of these teenagers are the ones committing most of these crimes, but we don't we don't publicize that because we're we're trying to protect our young a younger community. Right. But it's just like it's no end to it and it, there's so much retaliation and so much hatred in the world right now. There's wars going on with everyone. Yeah. So with this being a very touchy subject for me, because like I said, I just, he, I just lost, we just lost him and we have to bury him this coming Thursday. And it's unfortunate that he's not able to go home to his children. True. Um, because of some uh, ignorant act of violence. Yeah. And um, a, a, a misunderstanding I'm pretty sure yeah. but like I said um, with the younger community right now there's a lot of partying and not enough focusing and not enough praying and not enough uh, uh, helping one another being supportive of one another That we didn't have this much violence growing up I don't remember I know that it was a, a wave of violence coming early in the 2000s but by that time I had you know gotten older myself and you know was out there I won't lie was out there but as we all were it was, <laughs> as we all were but it was never oh I gotta we gotta get in the house before 2 o'clock you know they're gonna start shooting after 2 o'clock it was never nothing like that so yeah. and that's and, and a but, lot of our older community wanna say the younger community don't know how to party and have fun like we did back in the day and I concur I concur to a right, different de- right. to a certain degree because even one of my younger children, we were having the conversation um, not too long ago, and they were saying, you know, Mom, there was gang banging back in your community too. That people were shooting people back in their community too. I think we were having the conversation about being careful, and if you're out and about with a group of friends, maybe if you see the other four people drinking for the night, maybe you want to just drink water so that you can keep an eye on your people that's in your party, as well as there's a lot of human trafficking going on, and I don't know if a lot of people... A lot of people don't know this, but a lot of human trafficking and a lot of drugs run straight through North Carolina with our back roads with I-85 and I-95. They actually have a task force put in place in our Raleigh area because a lot of trafficking is going on up through the I-85 corridor and the I-95 corridor. And North Carolina just happens to be one of the places. I know people love to say North Carolina is a beautiful place with all these trees and history. But those trees and history, they get a lot of people caught up and a lot of people don't see their families. A lot of people get missing because of human trafficking. And there's a lot of places in North Carolina to dump bodies that don't get discovered for years later. We have a situation in Winston, I think it's called Winston Lake, where they drug the lake years ago and found bodies. And I, I think they drug it again last year and found a body. They did last year. They found a body that um, a, a missing young man. I can't re- don't quote me. I don't remember his name. I think um, uh, he had been missing since I want to say 2013. Mm-hmm. 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 And um, they 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 dra- they drained the entire lake. Um, I believe it's mandatory after a certain amount of time that they do that. And when they when they drained that lake, they found the whole entire vehicle with him in it. 
and see that's what I'm talking about that's what I'm talking about and and, you know I thank you for coming on today and doing this with me we were just guys we were just having a conversation and I was asking her about some of this tech stuff because I'm trying to make sure I get all my ducks in a row with this platform and definitely want to go out into the community and try to start giving back to our community my heart broke yesterday guys because I had one of my followers get in touch with me and needed some help financially. And I was in church and I got the text. And unfortunately, I am a stay-at-home mom. And when I created this platform, it was able to it was supposed to be for me to be able to get my thoughts out. It was supposed to be a personal journal, which I thank God he turned it into a lot more than that. But it was supposed Absolutely. to be for my community and my heart broke when I told my husband on the way home from church I said you know I had one of my listeners reach out to me that needed some help financially and I couldn't do it because the nonprofit is moving so slow and trying right. to get the community involved and we just really didn't have it with it being the first of the month to help this person and I you know I even getting out of church, I immediately felt angry because that is what I wanted to do. So this is what I want to say to my community. If you live in the Carolinas and especially in the Greensboro, Winston-Salem, Forsyth County area, if you know someone that has not heard of 12th Street Talk Back, have them log on to any of the platforms, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple, Music. Go to my website on Pod Page and have them follow. Just don't have them listen. I have a lot of people that's listening, and I thank you, thank you, thank you for your streaming. But follow, follow, follow so that we can get out here in the community. I'm not worried about... Being it on being on a national platform, but if if God takes it there, then fine, and and, and he, if He blesses it that way, fine. But this was really put together for my community, for my Black and Brown community, right here in the state of North Carolina, and that just broke my heart that I wasn't able to help this person. So you guys just keep 12th Street Talk back in your minds and in your hearts so that we can get out in our community and be able to do some of those things. I did tell him that I could point him in the right direction of some resources. But I just, in in my heart, that was just not enough because I wish I could have went into my office and wrote out a check or either went to his home and saw what was going on or what the situation was and be able to exist. I don't care if it wasn't nothing but 50 to to $100. Something was better than nothing. But again, it takes a community. It takes a community to help raise our black and brown girls. It takes a community to get our voices heard. And I, and I want to say one more thing before we end this, Candace. Um, I had some people on the platform saying how we kill each other that may be true but it is a total different thing from black on white crime and a white officers killing our black people and it goes back to what you were saying as far as being able to have that male role model inside the home unfortunately we live in a in, in a system and this is a system that we live in that even if you're trying to get help with housing or food or what have you it's for that single parent it's for that single mother or that single father but what about the other party that wants to be a part of their children's life 
And, 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 and I'm not talking about the people that take advantage of the system because there's a lot of people that just do that. That's their job, to take advantage of the system, to go to different programs to get food and this and that and know they already got it at home. I'm talking about the ones that really, really, really need it, that if they do lose their job and it takes them a month to find another job, that we have a system put in place to whereas we can provide those people with the help that they need. So that that's what I want to use my platform for. And I just hope you guys just follow, 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 share, share, share. I know some of my accounts are all over the place right now, but Candace is going to help me get them, get them straight yeah, out. <laughs> She's going to get you right. We, she's going to help me get them straightened out because I'm not that tech savvy when it comes to my social media platforms. I do the best that I can, but that's where the younger generation can come in for. And, and, and I've had some, some of my younger listeners and my kids included say, you know, mom, your, your podcast is about relationship and, you know, I just don't want to hear that. And you are always talking about the young community. I'm always talking about the young community because I'm passionate about these guys. The same thing that Candace, you yourself was saying, I want to see the young black male in the home. I want to see the young mother that doesn't feel like she got to go out there and sell her body just to be able to provide for her children. And then the black man with their stigmatized mindset, the first thing they say is she's a hoe. And that's the only way I could put it, guys. I know you know I'm a Christian, but that's the only way I could put it. Right. And that may not be the case. It may be the case of she's just just trying to provide or put food over the table to move over her children's head. So I'm not totally, I think that we can work hand in hand, just like you are going to help me with this tech stuff. I say it all the time. I'm not that tech savvy. I do what I can do, but in the elderly community as far as being a guidance a sister or auntie a i'm not a grandma but any of those things that somebody come to me for i want to be able to be that beacon of hope or light in their in their life so i don't know i'm very passionate about this guys so I don't know. I thank you so much, Candace, for coming on to oh, the show. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's been my pleasure. And, and we should do it again. I know. We definitely are. We're going to get together. We're going to do a couple of round tables. And you just never know. She may be my once a week co-host and we can do something together we'll put something together you guys so because i think that she has a wealth of information and i did catch you at a time where you were busy but i said you know what i'm hitting record while i got her on this. <laughs> it's all right it's all right with me but thank you guys you're welcome you got any last words for us um nothing really just you know guys just love each other love each other let's spread love let's follow 12th street talk back and let's get involved with our community let's make some changes um before the changes make us amen um i'm candace nicole and you guys can catch me on 12th street talk back a little later yeah send out to them she's on uh, instagram facebook she's on tiktok she's got some funny yes. tiktok Follow videos me. out there <laughs> she's a digital creator of of some type so you know you guys follow her on all her many many platforms and listen guys don't forget to follow us on 12th street talk back go to pop page hit pop page and you can open up a library of goodies for you guys out there as well as you can catch us on good pods good pods voted us number 10 
and relationships and number 64 and society and culture and we're going to be back on the charts soon again i hope i hope you guys keep pushing anchor.fn apple amazon all the many platforms go ahead like and follow and share for us please and on that note we're going to ask you to say peace and blessings but here listen to this guys i do want to say this don't forget and i'm always going to say this do not forget to uh, remember Shanquilla Robinson. That case still has not been solved yet and there's so much misinformation out there on that case and I want to use this platform as well as many other people that their family have involved that know them personally that have platforms. That case has not been solved yet so you guys keep her lifted up in your prayers, Tyrese Nichols and all the many, many other people that have lost their lives to police brutality as well as in your communities look around your communities and see what you can do in your communities to make a difference peace and blessings until next time